Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am sitting in my comfy streaming chair. It is Monday, December 14th, um, 2020, and you may be asking yourself, but Steve, we just got a show from you. Why are we getting another episode so quickly? And I, the answer is a very good one because um, we're getting a patch tomorrow, and that patch has balance changes, and... As a result, we need to talk about those, and I did not plan well enough when I recorded yesterday the episode that I just released yesterday to think about that when I um, held on to it for a day or two um, to try to get a little more um, eyes on it. So, um, anyway, if you're listening to this and you missed the last episode about heuristics to improve at Hearthstone, uh, make sure to listen to that after you listen to this, because I think that was a pretty good ep episode and hopefully pretty helpful. Um, so, you'll want to make sure to go and listen to that, but... Um, and I'm not, and as a result, I'm not going to talk about ladder because my ladder really hasn't changed. And you probably don't care about the decks that I'm playing anyway, because they're all about to change in 24 hours. Um, so let's talk about the, um, the balance changes. And, um, if you're, if you're watching, um, on the screen, on, on the stream, those are up on the screen. If not, I'll have a link to them in the show notes. Um, and this is coming in the patch tomorrow along with. Um, some major Battlegrounds changes that I'm not going to get into because I'm, I'm not clued in enough to Battlegrounds to really speak to it particularly well, but you can go listen to Bob's Tavern or another wonderful um, Battlegrounds-focused podcast, and they will be able to tell you um, everything that's changing there. Um, it's got some bug fixes, including the Yogg um, disconnect should be fixed. Um, the progression changes that they announced last week um, will, be, will be included as well, so that's going to be cutting down on the amount of XP that you need to get to the next level um, and fixing some of the quests that were difficult to or, or just kind of broken like the corrupt cards quest that was only working with uncorrupted cards which is not at all intuitive but that's not what you care about right you're here for um, you're here for constructed nerfs and that's what we're going to talk about um, so in a nutshell what's happening is that Demon Hunter was way too good, and so we're go we're getting a bunch of nerfs that are trying to bring Demon Hunter back in line. Um, both and and the problem is there are three viable uh, um Demon Hunter decks right now. This addresses two of them. OTK Demon Hunter seems to have gotten through mostly unscathed. Um, but some of these changes will still affect that too. But it's mostly around trying to bring um, Soul Demon Hunter and Aggro Demon Hunter back in line. So um, the first change that we have is that Blade Dance is going from 2 mana to 3 mana. Um, this will just make it a little bit more awkward to be able to uh, work a Blade Dance in um, into a turn. I mean, Blade Dance, being able to do as much damage as it does for 2 mana is a little bit too good. Um, and there really aren't a lot of numbers that they can change on the card. They can change the mana or they can change the number of minions that it hits. Um, I, I actually think changing the number of minions that it hits might have been better. Cause that would, but that also would have nerfed the card into the ground, which I, it seems like they don't want to do. Uh, Blade Dance also should be noted is part of the initiate set and is rotating in March. So if you are truly sick of, of Blade Dance, it is going to be going away if you're a standard player. Um, but that, that's clearly a hit to, um, to Soul Demon Hunter. Soul Demon, like, Blade Dance is the premier removal for Soul Demon Hunter, so making that a little bit more expensive and harder to fit into a turn 
um, should help a lot, along with the uh, the next change, which is Shard Shatter Mystic, which is going from 3 mana to 4 mana, and this is way overdue. Like, way overdue. Uh, like, Duskbreaker was a card with a similar requirement, and that costs 4 mana. And for for Shard Shatter to cost 3 mana is, is ridiculous, and I'm surprised that it lasted this long. Um, and, and it also kind of makes turns awkward, right? Like, you're not going to be able to Shard Shatter and Clear and then go into Marrow Slicer. It's going to be a choice between Marrow Slicer and Shard Shatter. You're going to have some of those turns where a Shard Shatter is just going to be a little bit too expensive. Um, it will also give you more time to get Soul Fragments into the deck. That's a, that's a positive. But against an aggro deck, like, I took Soul Demon Hunter to Legend... And a lot of it, I would just keep Shard Shatter Mystic in the in the mulligan. And just find some sort of a soul fragment generator and just blow away their board on three. And that's going to come down a turn later. Or if it comes down later, it's gonna, you're going to be able to do less things alongside it. Which, for Demon Hunter, is relevant. Because your hero power costs one. So being able to fit in a hero power or, you know, fit in a twin slice or whatever, it's a big deal. Um, I don't know if these two changes really they're gonna hurt the deck i mean shard shatter mystic is a big deal um well i'll talk about what i don't think it's gonna do after we're done with this but let me go through the rest of the nerfs first so that so those are the soul demon hunter nerfs and then we get the aggro demon hunter nerfs um which dreadlord's bite is a was a three mana three two outcasts deal one damage to all enemies that's going to two damage uh two two attack which I mean is good, right? Like that that de that weapon was too good, right? Like when we've had three mana three two weapons, they've either been fiery war axe or they've had really conditionally relevant text, right? Like the the one that that buffed your divine shield minions, right? Or or like eagle horn bow if you think about that, like that you have to really like build your deck around that text to get something additional on top of a three mana three two weapon and i know demon hunter is supposed to be the weapon class and it's supposed to be getting all the shiny new toys but like you know that that was just too good especially when you're you know also playing that in the aggro deck that also gets to do one damage to the board and let the rest of your deck of your of your minions that need to get through a taunt chip through i mean being able to do and and the damage goes face too so it's like it's an additional damage that's going face. It's it especially when you're getting it from with an altruist on board, it's just really punishing. And the outcast is powerful enough on its own that dropping the attack on the weapon seems like a decent um like a decent premium to pay for that. Um similarly, Voracious Reader is going from two mana to three mana. It should be harder to dump your hand with voracious reader right um like voracious reader at two mana i actually wish they would have dropped the, the health on it but it's it's just kind of a minion you can drop and it demands removal right and and in an aggro deck where everything is cheap and everything can come out all at once being able to drop voracious reader early and then drop the rest of your hand like it should be harder to do that right so this will be especially for an aggro deck i mean aggro demon hunter face demon face face demon hunter face hunter um any of those decks that are really relying on voracious reader like 
aggro should have draw tools this is a little too good for a neutral and it's been way too good for a neutral for a while now matter arms and chest saying it's in line with acolyte of pain now i think that's accurate yeah i think acolyte of pain was kind of the 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 premier draw neutral draw card before this and i think it's fair for it to be a three mana one three that can draw you up to three cards it should be harder to dump your hand with it than it is so that's going to be um that's going to be going up to three mana Lorekeeper pull kelt is going from four mana to five mana this is the one i'm a little bit and, and ridiculous hat was trying to convince me earlier and i'm not 100 percent sure i buy it because i mean this is definitely an understated minion now like five mana four five with text is kind of in line with things like um things like shield of galakrond for example or or like inara storm rage right like a card with a powerful battle cry should not also be a chill yeti like it's just it's too good as an on-curve play and then it also has a really powerful effect now um this is still an effect you would pay for at five it probably falls out of face hunter the problem that i have with it and why i'm skeptical is because it's it curves immediately into the card you want to draw from aggro demon hunter which is skull of goldan and when you get pull kelp down on curve and then you draw skull of goldan you get to draw another skull of goldan you play that and then you have an altruist that costs one mana with five cards that cost zero and that's still going to be the case now will it be less likely that you find pull kelp because of the change to voracious reader probably like the fact that you are much more likely to draw pull kelp on and get it down on curve was due to the fact that voracious reader was so cheap and easy to dump your hand so i think that change will affect how often you're getting pull kelp down on curve i don't know that it changes you running pull kelp in the deck and it i don't feel like it changes what pull kelp is going to do for you in that deck when you do it um in face hunter it'll probably see a, bit, a little bit less play just because you're playing that on four to get dragon being down right away um and that's a little bit dicier to be playing a five mana four or five in an aggro deck to get dragon bane and you generally don't have as many opportunities to draw as many cards but in aggro demon hunter like pull cal if if you get pull i've had games when i've been playing rogue this week where i've basically kept even with my with my demon hunter opponent stayed at 30 life and then they played pull Kelt on five drew skulls and then obliterated me from 30 health so I'm a little worried that this is not exactly going to do what we think it's going to do, but it might. It, 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 I mean, I think the other changes to the deck are, are significant, right? Like getting two less damage off of the weapon, getting, um, making it harder to drop, to dump your hand for a voracious reader. Those are significant. Those might make the deck not playable. I don't think the change to pull, to pull Kelt does it, but it's good that they're also doing that. So it's kind of like a belt and suspenders type of thing. Cause pull Kelt is, I mean, Polkelt has been an aggressive card. And I don't, I, I don't know this from, I don't think Alex said anything about this, but I don't think that they intended this for be to be an aggressive card. I think they intended this to be like, you can go get your top end, right? But I don't know if they intend this to be like an aggro card 
the way that it is. So making this a little bit slower maybe makes it a little bit less appealing for aggro decks. And um, and Mr. Kerfuffle saying you also can't drop a one drop with it when you play it on five. It's true. Or or in Demon Hunter you have a hero power that costs one, right? So it does lock you out of some of those plays. I I don't feel like that's going to be a huge deterrent in aggro Demon Hunter specifically. And then finally, the last change we're getting is that Dino Tamer Brand is going from seven mana to eight mana. And I think this is more of a nod to a if Demon Hunter takes a step back as a whole, Highlander Hunter is going to step in and be the new aggressive deck if it's left alone. And Dino Tamer Brand's been too good for too long, right? It's we've had there's not been a meta where Highlander Hunter has not been played. It may not have been top tier. But there's not been a, a, a Highlander Hunter where, or a meta where Highlander Hunter was not relevant. And, and that just says that Dino Tamer Brand is too good. And, and that's looking at, like, Highlander Mage has been in and out, right? And, and it's had most of the same cards. I mean, it's lo it lost a lot of the power at the end of, like, um, Galakron's Awakening, for sure. But... But Highlander Mage has not really been able to recover from that. But Highlander Hunter has, has been. And, I mean, they would have... They probably... I, I mean, it wouldn't have been terrible if they bumped Zephyrus to three, to be honest. But I think that would have that would have hurt the deck entirely. Um, and, and, and it's, you know, it is a little bit of a shame because Dino Tamer Brand is a card that a lot of people like. And Highlander Hunter is a, lot of a card that a lot of people like. But there's not really been, outside of Sidisi... There's not really been a lot of experimentation in Hunter decks because Highlander Hunter is so good. And because the general quality of cards across the board is, is even enough, and Dino Tamer Brand is that good. If you're playing Dino Tamer Brand at 8, it's not, like, and I know I said this about it at 7, but it's not that much better than just running King Crush. Because you could just play King Crush for 9, right? Um... And now you're going to have to, now you're going to have to make a choice there. And, and is it going to be worth making a Highlander deck for, um, you know, for a, a one mana discount on a King Crush? Probably not. Two mana is a big deal. One mana, a little bit less so. And also it, it, it kind of is a nod to the fact that the Highlander Hunter decks that we've been seeing for the last two expansions have been very low curve with just Bran at, at the top end, right? So, like, nothing is more than maybe five in the deck other than Bran. So, the top end of the deck going to eight is, first of all, is going to make Polkelt a lot worse, right? Because you're getting a much bigger drop-off, and you're going to have to wait that much longer to be able to play Bran. Like, you could stomach, you know, playing Polkelt on four or five, and then... And then waiting, right? But, um, but even then, it's like you're 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 going to want to fill that out with a bit more of a of a top end, right? If you're doing that, if you're waiting that long, because and and it just kind of gives the other player a turn, an extra turn to be able to set up and and defend against it. Like set, you know, that one extra turn can make a huge difference, especially if you're stalling out by that point as the aggro deck. So, um, I think this is pretty significant for Highlander Hunter. Um, I, I would be surprised to see... If we see Highlander Hunter, I think it would be going back to a build that runs Dragon Queen Alexstrasza again, probably. 
but I don't know if we have the kind of hunter cards and the kind of hunter deck that would sustain an old style like descent of dragon style highlander hunter right i just don't know if we have that kind of hunter right now but then again i'm continuously surprised by what they can do with hunter but i think we'll probably see a little bit more experimentation in like the two of hunter lists um and and face hunter is gonna probably take a step back too because of this so um we're not so what are we not touching we're not touching skull which i think is a mistake honestly i think skull is one of the biggest problems with demon hunter right now to the point where if you draw it like my my test for a problem card goes back to the call to arms days right because i remember playing i don't remember if it was even i guess it was it was it was even paladin in wild and it was like the one time I went to Legend in Wild. Because I'm I just not interested in doing it more than that. But I, I kind of felt like I wanted to do it once. And that was the deck that got me there. And and I kind of kept track of like the games where I, where, where I drew Call to Arms. I felt like I won like most of the time. And if I didn't win, it's probably because I didn't draw Call to Arms. And I feel like Skull is in a very similar place. If you, can, if you draw Skull... And I was keeping track of this when I was playing Soul Demon Hunter. And I'm sure that this is the same for Aggro Demon Hunter. If you draw Skull, you're probably very favored. And if you don't draw Skull, you're very far behind. And so I really do wish that they'd done something about Skull. There's still time, I guess. But I feel like the like these decks are going to take a step back and probably get reconfigured. But as long as Skull, you know, costs six mana and discounts three cards by three mana, I think that we're going to have these kinds of problematic swings, right? Um, so we'll we'll have the, the jury's still out on that. I think that Highlander Hunter is is pretty much dead at this point. The two the the two non OTK Demon Hunter decks are going to take a step back. I would say Face Hunter's print hit pretty hard by the Voracious Reader nerf as well. Um, the decks that are going to probably thrive after this, um, Rogue is really, really good right now. Like the, especially the Whirly Master build is extremely good. I would expect that to get a lot more prevalent. Um, I mean, I, would be remiss if I didn't say Priest was going to be good because I always think it's good, but, um, I think that, that Control Priest, especially Gabby's List, the one that I mentioned on the last episode, is, um, is a really solid deck. And I think it can stand toe to toe, especially if the, if the meta slows down and maybe we can take out a couple of um you know a couple things that maybe if we don't have to run wild pyromancers and we can just run you know some other cards in that in that spot then we might be in a little bit better shape but it's um but i think i think control priest is in a good spot i i do worry a little bit about warrior um i don't i don't know um if, uh, like, it's going to remain to be seen if ETC Warrior was doing well because it's a good deck, or if ETC Warrior was doing well because it could generate a crap ton of armor and beat Demon Hunter that way. Right? And that's, a, that's an extremely open question right now. Um, I don't know if, if in the absence of Demon Hunter or a reduced Demon Hunter, if OTK, if ETC Warrior or some of the other variants 
are good enough in that vacuum. We might see Bomb Warrior come back, honestly. We already saw some of it at um some of it at Worlds, right? And and Bomb Warrior was a thing. And Bomb Warrior seems to never go away until that those cards rotate. Um Evolve Shaman's another one that's going to get very big. Because Evolve Shaman doesn't get hurt by any of this. And Evolve Shaman was already like there's a there's a guide from John Bray. And if I remember I'll put a link in the show notes about how to play it properly. And he's like been playing Evolve Shaman since Evolve Shaman was bad. And there apparently are ways to improve the win rate with that deck, even though it seems like it's pretty straightforward. I haven't watched that video yet, but I'm I'm off the next couple days, so I'm looking forward to doing that and probably learning that deck a little bit more. Um but um but yeah, it's it's that's that's another deck that I would worry about. Um, and there are some other decks that are kind of, um, you know, coming up, like if, um, the Highlander Druid is a deck that has been kind of getting some popularity, but it's terrible against aggro. So if there's a lot less aggro, Highlander, Highlander Druid could be valuable, could be viable. Um, there's some chatter, there's some chatter in the chat about, um, Ticketus Warlock. I'm not sold on Ticketus Warlock. Um, I could see Galakrond Warlock being a thing which would probably run ticketus just because if evolve shaman and highlander druid are things then plague of flames gets a lot better plague of flames is just not good right now just because there are so many decks that are going wide so quickly that they just don't do anything but if you're talking about a lot of big things or a smaller number of big things that can be cleared up by things like dark skies and cascading disaster and um and and plague of flames like Warlock could get a lot better. Um, I, I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. It's not the deck that I would want to play going into um, going into the balance changes, but it's definitely something if you're if you're a a fan of Ticketus, it's something you could potentially try. Zoo might might be viable too. Like we really just haven't seen a lot of experimentation with Zoo because Zoo's just straight up worse than Face Hunter and um, and Agro Demon Hunter. But it might be. That if there's a vacuum in, in aggro decks, Zoo might make it might make an appearance, and and the mage decks are are probably still bad too, but you know there's been some experimentation with like a no minion mage that I think Language Hacker did well with, that it could maybe get a little bit better if it has a little bit more time. I'm doubtful, but um but that's mo you know moderate. Liberum Paladin's also been making more of a um more of a comeback already before this and it, again if the meta slows down and there are less boards that it needs to clear and there are more just big things that it could clean up with uh liberums of justice and and lord barov and stuff like that those could become better too but i would be looking if if, if you're looking to like slam the meta on on you know day one i'd be looking at evolve shaman i'd probably try warrior but i'm a little bit hesitant about it um and i mean i i still think priest is great but you know that's me i'm, I'm biased what do you want you're, you're coming to the you're coming to this this podcast for an opinion and you're gonna get proselytized to about priest and that's just how it is i it's it's 160 something um episodes it's not changing anytime soon i love priest you love priest by extension even if you even if you you don't admit it to DC, um, 
you you love Priest too, at least a little bit. So, you know, it's I, I think that that deck is really good and it's worth trying. Um, it might, Res Priest might even be worth experimenting with if there's going to be a lot less Kane in the meta, but I'm not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating that, but it's something to keep an eye out for because the reason that Res Priest is bad is because you do all the cool things and then Kane comes and kills you. Um, if there's a lot less Kane in the meta, eh, that it could be a thing. So just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but, um, but yeah that's that's pretty much it for the balance changes so um you know keep an eye out for those patch usually comes around one o'clock eastern on tuesday so you, by the time you're hearing this you will if unless you're in the stream live um then you will probably see that and get all your extra xp and um and and enjoy the slightly less uh, demon hunter at least for as long as it lasts um so anyway that's all I have for you now. This is a short episode just to get the balance change discussion out of the way. Um, as always, you can find the links to the patch notes and everything else at offcurve.com. You can um, sign up. For, you sign up. You can uh, follow the show's account at offcurve on Twitter if you want to get announcements when new shows go live. You can follow me at Wicked Good on Twitter if you want that and whatever else I'm I'm is on my mind at that uh, moment in time. Um, you can follow. You can. Uh, follow me on Twitch and join the live stream every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, along with all these lovely people who are watching right now, which is at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm, or just go to twitch.offcurve.com. You can also join the Discord, where there is a similarly lo lovely group of people who are very intelligent and kind and good-looking um, at um, discord.offcurve.com. And um, so other than that, um, you know, enjoy the new meta and... Be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.